The following episode of Fofop is rated MA. It contains alternating hosts, a rotating roster of guests, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that it is not suitable for anyone under the age of 15, or anyone who came here looking for one of those highbrow NPR-type podcasts. Minors must be accompanied by a parent or guardian. This is John Deke speaking. Dude, I am so sorry. <laughs> it's taken so long. Uh, all right. So I had Michael Chamberlain on last time I did FOFOP and similar situation and I got on by 9.45. It's now 9.56 p.m. on a Sunday night. I'm making yeah, a tradition. Yeah, on a Sunday night. Yeah, I'm making a tradition of making my guests wait really, really late <laughs> on a Sunday night. I don't think Parkinson ever did this with any of his guests, just like, hey. No. Uh, so Ian you know McKellen. what, though? You, you, you know what you hear about, though? This is really interesting because I've been listening to some other podcasts and they're saying, like, whenever they had to, some big actors had to meet people like Lorne Michaels from SNL, who was notorious for making them wait for, like, six hours just to have this meeting and um, just to make them sweat so they could really bring the goods. Mm. So I was wondering if you were doing that to me as well. No. Just, like, just making me sit here stew. But, no, you were just sitting there trying to get your, my your daughter to sleep. Yeah, yeah. We are yeah. just having a little conversation off air. It's, um, she's, she's been a bit uh, out of her routine lately, been travelling a lot, so just getting her settled in her own bed again. But she's also, like, at this stage, and I don't know if your boys went through this, where it's not like she's – awake it's kind of like this dream state where her eyes are open and her brain's working because her limbs are all like firing and just randomly grabbing and yeah. like she'll slap me in the face and all kinds of stuff but she's not energetic like it's not like you can settle her because it's like she's having dream spurts or like as she's going into dream spurts she does this really your child sleep with, with her eyes open no 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 she's oh. at that stage just before sleep so it's not like yeah it's not like, you know, when your baby's agitated and stuff, you can rub their back and play soothing music and stroke their head. And yeah, yeah. she's already relaxed. Yep. <laughs> she's going through this mm. kind of like, I'm assuming like neurons are firing in her brain. And so just limbs are flipping yeah. off one by one. Like boom, boom. Yeah. You know, well, it's I, like you know dogs, it you know, when they kick on the floor. Yeah. Or when humans do it. You know? Like that, there's that stage just before you go to sleep where you give like, oh, I'm falling downstairs. Yeah. <laughs> you think a jump. You sort of jump. Yeah, totally. You feel yeah. like you've just fallen off something or, yeah. Yeah, but she's doing um, that for about, 45 minutes and then in between all of it she'll just sort of stop and look at me and be all sweet and go hmm and grab me by both cheeks and give me like a big smooch on the lips it's kind of like uh-huh. i feel like it's the first time she's taken ecstasy <laughs> that's great she probably has sort of tapped into that area in her brain though you know like i don't know it's almost like she's on dmt or something but my kids are at that point now where um they kick a lot when they're like they come into bed and try and sleep with me and uh i've got to be very careful um because they're stronger now (laughs) uh i almost feel like sometimes i need to sleep with a cricket box um, just to protect myself. It's really, I've been kicked. I have been kicked awake in the nuts. Wow. Like, so I'm in a beautiful dream state. And then I come out of that dream state with an excruciating ball ache. It's awful. That is the worst <laughs> way, by the way, up. Charlie, to wake up is with ball ache. Yeah, I like, guess. It is shocking. You feel like you're under attack. Like you feel like somebody's broken into your house and you're, you're just alert. It's just fight or flight immediate. Yeah, you don't, have al- you don't have alarm bells. You have alarm balls that ring in the morning. Alarm balls. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just- had this moment with, with Archie uh, last year 
where um because they come in sometimes if they haven't slept with me in overnight they'll come in and wake me up anyway have a cuddle and that's like beautiful that's a nice way to start the day right but then archie um one morning really freaked me out because he came in he had his arm on my chest and his leg down on my belly like a little koala and then his leg just floated like just slipped down and then his you know his foot sat on top of my groin right (laughs) And, um, and I was sitting there going, man, I don't want to overreact. I don't want to, you know, give him a complex about anything, you know, like I'll just, I could just sort of move to the side and mm. it'll might slip off. But before I could do anything, he looked up at me with like, honestly, one of the most flirtatious looks I've ever seen a kid give anybody or anything. And he just looked me in the eyes and just went, daddy's penis <laughs> like that. And I, <laughs> I freaked. I was like, always like pack your bags, you're moving out, you're going to military school, you know, I, cause I'm scared he's going to repeat that at school. Yeah. Like he, I mean, he's allowed to say daddy's penis, like yeah. daddy's penis. It has to be matter of fact. But if he goes back to school and say, I saw daddy's penis, like I'm, I'm going to lose him. I'll get him taken away. Well, I've, you know? I've got a couple of friends who um, have just bought their six-year-old. Uh, like it's not where did I come from, but the equivalent, whatever the modern equivalent is. And they say, what is that? Oh, yeah. It's, it's called something like where did I come from, you know, um, and uh, they heard her up the other night giggling, like reading aloud. And it's like, boys have a penis and girls have a vagina. And she was cracking herself up. And then the next paragraph <laughs> is something like, but sometimes penises are called dilly wangers, you know, <laughs> dicky birds, yeah. all this kind of stuff. And they were like, yeah, hang, yeah. On, hang on, hang on. We bought this book so that if she went to school and she pointed at one of her classmates, she'd say penis and the teachers would know. You know, we didn't know the book yeah. was going to teach her all the nicknames as well. All the nicknames. <laughs> and you're not, apparently you're not allowed to have the nicknames anymore. You have to use this appropriate vernacular because you don't want to um, turn it into a, I don't know, a fun thing or whatever. They can't give him nicknames like doodle really? or, but it's weird because you can't like hearing a kid say scrotum is horrible. Like right. what it should be ball bag until they're teenagers, you know, yeah, think, and even them. I think the cute names are kind of make sense. Like it's kind of a, it's a, it's a way of easing them into it. Like of course you're going to get to the point where you sort of, you know, get educated and want all, all the bits are called. But I mean, I very rarely refer to my, my dick as my penis. <laughs> Like I well, I only do them. when I'm in front of them. You right. know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's true. Otherwise, otherwise it's just reg. You yeah, know, but you, so but you don't, well, um, you, how do you describe their bum? You just call it their bum, right? That's not the medical term. Yeah, it's their it. bum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm not going to say. Though, so, imagine that. If I'm like, hang on, mate, I'm just going to wipe your sphincter clean. <laughs> <laughs> it's too. It's too medical. It's awful. But that's weird. But the yeah. penis is very medical. So, like, I mean, yes, it is. What, so, how come that's acceptable? Med- acceptable medical, but anus or or, or whatever sphincter is, is considered too medical. Where's I have the no line, idea, Ken? man. They, I know. They need to write the rule books again. It's, uh, it's, it's too much. Well, but was... Hearing your kids say scrotum and vagina is quite strange. Oh, I'm looking forward I... to it. She's not, Ian is not speaking very – she only says a few words at the moment. And I'm actually yeah. – there's a couple of things. There's that. I, I want to hear – but I really want to hear her swear for the first time. I was thinking of that. Oh, man. So they've, they've, they do, right. obviously – but it's funny because Oscar keeps forgetting that fuck. He thinks the F word is shut up, which I'm so happy for. Right. But then Archie keeps re- saying, no, you've got it wrong. It's not shut up. It's something else. But I'm not going to say it. And then, and then I'll say, yeah, don't say it. And then Oscar and he just keep going like they're playing some little game until Archie says, look, I've just got to tell him, Dad, because he's got it wrong. <laughs> it's not shut up. Okay. And he goes factual, up and just said, Dad. yeah, he goes, it's fuck. And then once he says that, Oscar is just going, fuck, 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 oh my God. fuck, 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 fuck. And you're just like, I know it's wrong. I know, but it's 
awesome at the same time. I don't, I, I shouldn't, I shouldn't, yeah, I, I can't, I, I, I can't I, do this sort of I bit. I get it. Like, I mean, it's the same way in like, you know, you want them to present a certain way to the public and be polite and have manners and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, you don't yeah. want it to be an automaton. My, my niece, uh, my sister did some babysitting for us the other night and, uh, her niece, my niece, her daughter, 10 years old, was with her. And so when we got home, we just sort of, you know, asked how Iona was. And and my sister was like, oh, she had trouble getting to sleep. And I realized why, because she'd done this enormous poo. And I was like, oh, yeah. was she okay? So like, yeah, she was a healthy poo. But she said it was huge. Like she said, I had to sort of take the nappy off and carry it to the toilet and like dump it in the toilet. And I was like, oh, wow, okay, thanks a lot. And then I was looking at her daughter and her daughter, like you could see this grin, like getting wider and wider across <laughs> her face like, and her cheeks are getting redder because like she just really, and then she was like, it was the biggest poo I've ever seen. And she was like yes. cracking up. And then we're like, okay, okay. And she was like, it was enormous. Like, yeah, sure, sure. And then she jumped onto the ground, grabbed like my uh, daughter's like sketchbook and grabbed a texter and started drawing how big this shit was. Like she grabbed a Oh, that's awesome. And then did stink lines and stuff. And my sister started getting all embarrassed and be like, okay, okay you just you're being silly now and she just was like she couldn't let it go and i was like oh i always thought it was little boys who had the toilet humor but i think it's just like a kid's thing right no, it's just a fascination of it because it's just it is it's yeah i think it's everybody's got it man i was out last weekend on mother's day at the Coogee bowls club with a bunch of friends i was catching up with harley breen for the first time in ages and his kids and his partner and stuff and all the kids were running amok because there's like this tabled section where you can sit and then one of the other greens is just turned into a kid's play area. Mm. And I'm mid-conversation with with Harley and Archie just runs up straight up to me, doesn't say excuse me and just says, Dad, my bum's itchy. Can you scratch it, please? And pulls his pants down just in front of me and everybody bends over and exposes the whole thing. And I'm just standing there like, oh, well, yeah, I guess. And so I had to get a tissue yeah. out of the bag and like sort of wipe and scratch <laughs> his bum at the same time. And he was like making noises of approval, which was awful as well. So he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, there, <laughs> there, like that. And then when I got it, he was like, good, and then pulled his pants off and ran off. And I'm sitting there. Uh, Harley's losing his mind, mm. pissing himself, laughing. He's going, you're sober and you've just wiped your itchy son's <laughs> asshole in front of us. <laughs> You have to just let that shit go, right? Like, that's the one thing I'm learning yeah. is it's just like total, you just got to lose your ego. So I had to take her on a flight yep. today and um, uh, I was like, oh God, like she was, as obviously when she was a baby, it was much easier to travel because, you know, they're just this little cocoon thing and you just take them everywhere. But now she can, she's mobile and independent and stuff. And I was running late for the airport, <laughs> went to the wrong fucking terminal uh, then got to the terminal and was told that I couldn't take our little fold-up pram onto the plane without a bag. Got into an argument with the, the check-in lady because I'd flown down without having to need a bag. Then had to go yeah. through security and walk like oh, – I had to go to the right terminal, then walk 10 minutes from the security gate. So by the time I got onto the plane, like I was sweaty, I was stressed, I'd been in arguments, like we just made the flight. And she'd been pretty chill, yeah. just like hanging on my hip. And so I get into the plane and – Got all the fucking carry on, you know, my backpack, her nappy bag, coloring books, yeah. you know, snacks, all that kind of shit. You're like a commando, just like pulling Man, you're shit. a pack horse. You're <laughs> a total pack horse. Yeah, a total commando. Choo, choo, choo. Yeah, it's like, or it's like yeah. a movie where like some hitman, you know, is going through security and he like, he just pulls out 42 guns, just like a, like a shirt, <laughs> it's like a music bar. Down and the, sock, and a the milk, milk bottle. Though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then there's That's like right. the, the fruit wraps and all this kind of shit. And so- <laughs> yeah. I get all that out and I'm actually doing pretty well, pretty smooth. She's just sitting in the chair looking up at me 
and I put her down in the aisle seat because that's normally where I sit. But Jem booked this flight back and she likes the window seat. And so then I realized, oh, I've got to move her to the window seat. How do you reckon that went? Moving her from the aisle seat to the window seat. She just was like, I'm not moving. I this is it. fucking shit. <laughs> like it really? was. Yeah. yeah like I did, and I didn't even think it was going to be an issue. I'm like, I could put everything away. And I'm like, oh, wrong seat. And I go to pick her up. And she's like, eh. and she grabs onto the armrest. And I'm like, oh, no, no, we're sitting over here. Come look at the window. We can look out the window. And she does, oh, yeah. she does a, lot of, a lot of head shaking. And she can say no yep. now. But she says no. Like, you know, Jem is Scottish, but has kind of like a British accent. I've got a pretty kind of, you know, I don't have a broad Aussie accent, but she says no, like Kath and Kim. She's like, no. <laughs> she just looks oh, at me awesome. and she says, no. Like, I don't know where she went. I think maybe daycare. There must be a lot of bogans at daycare because she's like, no, no. So she's no, looking at me just no, shaking her going, no. no. And then I'm like, come and on. And you're like, look at me, look at me, look yeah. at me, look at me, look at me now, look at me now. <laughs> so I try to get her out of the chair. And she's holding on. And then I'm just like, I can see people coming on the plane. I'm like, I'm, we ain't got time for this shit, kid. So I yank her. Yeah. And then it was like full backbends, like screaming. Oh, like, and, every, and I could just see every motherfucker coming on the plane with the boarding pass, looking at me, looking at their boarding pass, going, please, 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 don't be my seat. Don't yeah. be my seat. Don't be my yeah, seat. Yeah, they're just like, actually, fuck this. I'll get the next one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. You see some guy jump through the, there's, the emergency <laughs> exit to blow the door out. There's, there's nothing worse than that when they have a full meltdown. There was one Easter where um, Archie was like two and he had his first ever Easter egg hunt. And we thought he was just going to collect the eggs and we could put them in a basket, but he just kept eating them as he went <laughs> until he was so high. It was like I was looking at a mini me in my 20s out at Revolver, yeah, you know, right. and he was just charged to the max and then came down so hard when we had to take him back and um, to our Airbnb. So we're down there for Melbourne Comedy Festival. I was carrying him down the street in my arms and he was just like screaming blue murder. Like It was honestly, it looked like I had abducted, abducted a kid. Him. <laughs> and that was, and I just had to play like just completely po face, just carrying it like this is totally normal. This is every day. I was half expecting a policeman just to go, right. hang on, man. Is that one yours? You know, it was full on. And so yeah. it, was it purely a sugar rush? Because she hasn't had a lot of sugar. Yeah. So, right. Okay. So it's like a drug for them. He came up and then just came down and then just didn't want to leave and didn't want to leave the park and didn't want to go back to where we were staying. And then just, I just had to carry him across like like I was carrying a, a plank of wood that just wouldn't sit still. It was <laughs> like a wild animal. Seat. It was intense. Like, Come on, Dad, man. He's scratching his arm. I'm hurting, man. I'm hurting. Just give me some more of that sweet <laughs> Just give me brown. Just give me one more. <laughs> just one more. Just a half. Just, just a, a cheeky half. What's just wrong just with a half, taste. Dad? Just a taste yeah. just so I can get through it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you did that recently. <laughs> We did that scene from Train Spotting right. where he's about to go cold turkey with a bucket and the pornos and you know, one <laughs> can of soup. <laughs> Six porno mags. He's sitting there with, with Dr. Seuss magazines instead, opened up to the centerfold yeah. of a giant red fish. But man, the first time I went on the plane with him, I, I saw you see your clock, everyone else, as soon as you approach, if they're all seated, they make that face of, ah, oh, fuck, mm. here we go. And I saw that. <clears throat> and he was very young. I think he was like one, <clears throat> excuse me. And I just announced as soon as we got to our chairs, I looked around at everybody. And I said, Hey everyone, um, this is all new to us as well. Did you really? Um, we've never, How many I did. Was it a yeah. full plane? I made my you... own, I made my own in-flight announcement. Charlie, I can't believe baby you got in my like hand. two sentences of that, of that out before somebody just fucking tase you. <laughs> like, it sounds like you're about to say, 
I <laughs> yeah. represent the independent state of Camlandia. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a baby, it's a bomb. Yeah. I, I was, I seriously was like, I know, like, I, I know how you'll feel. Like, I know, I've, I know what it's like when you see a baby, but we've, this is the first time I've ever traveled with him. Um, and we're just, I, we're going to do our best. So, you know, I'm, if anything goes down, sorry in advance, but, you know, we're all fucking here. So, what are we going to do? Um, Did anyone say and people were like, nodding and one man started a slow clap um it was awesome yeah i did a flight from dubai to london and got sat next to a lady with like you know a six month old baby and she was the same where she was like super apologetic and it's like well fucking everyone was a baby once like i really can't fucking stand people who in their own lives can't give another person say in this instance like eight hours of grace you know what i mean like there's a certain people who just live in this fucking world where it's like I cannot be inconvenienced. Like even, you know, when we first flew with Iona and we had this, you know, that fold-up pram that you can take and put in the overhead. And so I wheeled yeah. it up to the plane. They said, you have to fold it up before you bring it on. Fair enough. So I give the baby to Jem. And then it, it takes me like, let's say 25 seconds to work out because we've just bought it, how to fold this thing up. This fucking dude yeah. behind me could not get past me fast enough and then was like getting fucking annoyed. And I just had to turn to him and say, dude, Look, the plane won't take off to we're all sitting down anyway. I'm like five seconds away. Can you just chill out? And this fucking like dude just grumbled. Yeah. And it's like, what is your day like where you can't fucking give someone like a minute to do something like that? You know what I mean? So if a baby- Also, who's the one acting like a fucking baby here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's having a little tantrum. He needs to go in the naughty corner. Yeah. It's yeah. annoying, isn't it? Yeah, it is annoying. You've I got mean- so much- You've just got so much faffing around with planes. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like you're inconveniencing that, that much. There are other people still coming in and I don't know. People I, just get very impatient about that sort of shit. I just think there's also certain people, like my old neighbours, you know, that story I told it on, on TOEFOP about, you know, we had this huge blow up because uh, 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 I tried to get the carpets cleaned after, like a month after my dog had died and and, and two months after my, my first child had been born, I wanted to get my carpets cleaned and my... Because you, you killed him on the carpet, yeah, is that right? Exactly. He bled out. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, there was yeah enough, I knew that story. There was enough evidence of his DNA on the carpet, <laughs> mainly through vomit yeah. and, and feces in his last month of living. But yeah. uh, she just like, we had this, she was just the most unreasonable neighbour in the world. And and I'm always giving people the benefit of the doubt. I hate inconveniencing people. I don't like putting people out, you know. You know, I'm a, like you where I would make an announcement just, you know, because I, I, I don't like, being a, a burden on people. But by the same time, yeah. when you meet someone who doesn't even grant you like 1% of that, they're just pissed off already. They can't negotiate. Like I've, I, they were the worst neighbors I've ever had in my life. Like I've been very lucky. I mean, I took over your place at one point and they're probably, the, Dan and uh, Veronica were probably the best neighbors anyone could ever have. I know. You know? And we were in And our- mate, that, I mean, you were using their power tools and their, mul- <laughs> like they were like, help yourself to yeah, my totally. fucking shed, Lawn mate. Power. It's almost like you- lived in their house as well you had two houses to go with they were so patient too i mean the amount of parties, parties. that we'd had in that household yeah sharing you like had the what? hallways running next to each other you had it for three or know? four years and then we had it for five years so they had almost a decade of parties and they never complained once and i think also yeah. but it was reciprocal because they had two little boys at that stage and the kids get up early on a Sunday morning and run. Yeah, they run up and down the hallway and stuff. And we never complained about that. So I think it was this and but that's but that's what's that's what it should be, right? Like you live in a community, you share a wall, you make allowances for people, but then there's just some people 
who just, I don't know, they feel entitled or whatever. And I know the cliche is it's millennials, but I often find it's, it's fucking old people, <laughs> like old grumpy fucking Oh, they just people. get set in their ways. I mean, I nearly got into a, a, a fist fight with my, one of my neighbours, my upstairs neighbours, because they, this is before we'd even had kids, but we'd just moved into it and that apartment as well that we'd bought and um, they had a young child that would run around at like three or four in the morning. You know, it was really early and they'd sometimes give him golf balls. <laughs> I mean, they're upstairs and it's just like, mate, you, fucking, it's not, you know, he's not Tiger Woods. And so we had to ask, but because he, him to sort of stop doing that, but he was very passive aggressive. And also he was one of those people who he was the, the last of the people in the block to, to be there. Like he was, he'd been there the longest. So I felt like he, he felt it was his building. It's his block. Yeah. You know, I'll do what I want here. Um, I've been here the longest, blah, 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 blah. So we always ended up butting heads and he never really changed anything um, at all about it until I I ended up just cracking it because Belle had lost so much sleep. She was exhausted. And one afternoon it was just going, the noise was upstairs. So I played Tool full blast. <laughs> I put Vicarious on from uh, this Tool albums, just full blast, let it go. Uh, and she, they came down just screaming at me for being inconvenient and how much of an asshole I was. And then we were on just loggerheads, just screaming at each other. And the only reason it stopped is because Bell had just come home. I see Bell while I, I'm we're at each other about to go, get into fisticuffs. And she arrives with like this huge New York pizza, like I've got dinner. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> and she's looked at me and said to me like a parent, she's like, you get inside now. And <laughs> <laughs> I'd run inside with my tail between my legs like a little boy. But it's, it's awful. It's so funny, like with that that with the incident with my neighbour, where you know I had gone and spoken to her husband, and she doesn't even live in the building. They work in a shop at the bottom of the building. I live in the building, and I'd spoken yeah. to her husband and said, "Hey, we're getting the carpets cleaned on Thursday. We're going to put a van outside. Um, it'll be there for half an hour." and we'll need to access the, the tap in the courtyard. Is that cool? And he's like, absolutely fine. Thursday rolls around. As a courtesy, I go down and speak to her, and she says, oh, no, it's not going to work for me today. And I'm like, well, bad luck. Uh, you know, they're booked. They're here. Um, you know, it'll take half an hour. And she unplugged the hose halfway through the clean. And then when oh, I went down to the courtyard, she had taken the attachment that connects the hose and flung it over the fence. This is like a woman who's almost 60, maybe in her early 60s. And Wow. This is like a, a, this is just the top of a litany of kind of like just complete, just rude and inconsiderate and thoughtless. And, and the whole time, you know, this had sort of been brewing and building, like when the carpet cleaner started, I'd been trying to work in my office and I'd actually said a mantra to myself, which is like, you know, there's going to be an incident. You just need to be the bigger man. You know, she's clearly got, you know, mental health issues. She's, uh, you know, maybe it's social anxiety, whatever it is. But, you know, you're not dealing with someone you can deal with rationally. So just be the bigger man. And I actually was like focusing on that. And then sure enough, there's a knock at the door. The carpet cleaner's like, hey, mate, someone's unplugged our water. And I, So when I go down to the courtyard, I'm still like, you know, doing the deep breathing. <laughs> And then when I your mantra didn't change to hey listen we've got a carpet cleaner here we can definitely cover our tracks we could murder this person <laughs> yeah that's right fucking hell <laughs> Cam where were you yeah so, so then I go down and then but when I I think I could have handled it if she just <laughs> unplugged it I would have just knocked on the door and said hey listen look they're you know five minutes they're done but because she had thrown the thing over it just like something in me just snapped 
And she came out to give me an earful and I just wheeled on her before she fucking opened her mouth. And I was just like, you are the worst fucking person I've ever met in my entire wow. life. Do you understand? We live in a community. How can your heart be so small? My fucking dog died a month ago. I've just had a child and you couldn't grant me the courtesy of cleaning my carpets. It doesn't even convenience you. This isn't even your fucking tap. It's the landlord's tap. Shut your mouth, you dried up old bitch. And like I just gave it to her like with both barrels. And then I look up and both carpet cleaners are standing on like the stairs looking down at me. And then like she sort of like storms. And one off. of them starts a slow clap. No, well, I come up the stairs and then I'm like super embarrassed and I'm, my blood's raging. And I say to the guy like, I'm really sorry about that. This There's a lot of history between us. So I'm really, really sorry. Yeah, I, I apologize. And he's like, you're from home and away, aren't you? Amazing. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Did you have to give an autograph and do a photo? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, can I get a photo? And I'm like, sure. Fuck yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm still yeah. steaming. Like my, you're you're going to bead of sweat coming yeah. down. Just the one vein bulging. Your side. veins popping in your forehead. It's bloodshot and, and angry. So I do the photo and I say, like, I'm really sorry. Like, you know, you probably don't like seeing that. And he's like, are you fucking kidding me? It's going to spend the highlight of my year. I clean carpets. Yes. Yeah. He was like, that was better than anything you did on TV. <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker everyone's a critic yeah it's just that's great it's just the, it's just the worst but it's like you know we always we had fantasies you know gem and i have like oh, imagine we could just go in with someone like some, we couldn't afford to buy the building but we just we go in the rich person we buy the building together just so we could evict them like and it starts oh yeah off, totally you know that that cliche of oh they've got real estate in your head it's so fucking true like when someone pisses you off they take up time in your head and that's the thing i always get annoyed with yeah. myself about is why am I fix it, fixating on this? Like they, they've won, yep. you know, they're still in my head. And sometimes it might be someone who cuts you off in traffic or whatever, and you'll be fuming. And it's like, there's, this is nothing. Like, why am I allowing myself to kind of like hook into this and let it like aggravate me? I've stopped getting aggravated in car in cars now. Like, cause I, I'm on nine points. So oh, I drive right. like a grandmother anyway. So I'm just not in a rush anywhere because I don't want to get pinged. But if anybody does anything stupid now, I've had people yelling at me sometimes and I, I've changed my whole mindset where I just look at them and just, and I say, love you. Yeah. And I keep going. Too. And it just seems to work for me. I do that. And I they like just to, sort of stunned because like they're half expecting me to go, go fuck yourself, learn to drive, you yeah. fucking moron. Where I'm like, love you. I like, Have to, a good smi- one. I like to smile and wave. And then yeah. smile and really wave, angry, boys. I laugh. And Gemma's like, you're going to get your fucking head kicked in. But it's yeah, like, yeah. I feel it's like a better way to diffuse it. The same thing happened where I was trying to pull into a street and this guy had double parked and I could not get in. And he was just in there with his lights flashing. And I honked my horn, not to, not like an asshole, but just to say, hey, can you pull forward like half a car length and I can get around you? But he must have thought that I was, you know, because he did this big fucking dramatic U-turn and he comes up. And they yells at me through the window. That's the same thing. I was just like, hey, thank you. This is hilarious. Like, don't, don't get so upset. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, man, it's, 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 I'm not like a, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to fight. I'm not really, I don't even like aggression, but Jesus Christ, I see like flashes of it. Like, I used to see it in my dad. My dad had this kind of like a lot of anger and tension was like a coiled spring. And I yeah. think maybe, you know, you try and, you try and, what is it, redo the, you know, whatever your parents were, you don't want to be that. But then inevitably you become that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, why was my yeah. dad always pissed off and angry all the time? And it's like, oh, because as you get older, you have less tolerance for, you know, people that piss you off. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I used to I used to get pretty mouthy with a lot of people as well, and I don't know, like, yeah, it got me in in too much trouble. I got chased in a I had a car chase. What once? Yeah, these guys were in a white van and they got really angry at me, and then they uh, we were just like screaming at each other from the windows, and then um, they just kept chasing me, and then I ended up having to slam on the brakes really quickly and turn left off the off the road, and they locked up the whole van. And had to almost turn around to go down that street. And then they chased me around these like side streets until I accidentally pulled into a cul-de-sac and had to go down the cul-de-sac, oh turn around at the end in that bulbous end of the cul-de-sac. And then they came heading straight towards me. And so I had to turn up and drive up onto a, the gutter <laughs> and drive up onto the bloody median strip for a little bit to get away from them and then back down again and then manage somehow to lose them. And it oh was insane. God. It was absolutely insane. What? Yeah. What was it over? What, what started it? I don't know. I, don't, I can't <laughs> remember. Amazing. They had a white van. That was all I know. Maybe I didn't buy some electrical goods from out the back. I can't really remember what happened. Like but, they cut me off or I cut them off, but we just ended up yelling shit. at each other and then they just wanted to take it to the next level and abduct me by the looks of it. But it was full on. Yeah. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Really cool. I mean, yeah, it, like in America, that you'd probably be shot. <laughs> That's why there's not a lot of right? rage in Los Angeles. Because, yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. That fucking shit. Yeah. Someone will just pull, stop their car and, and get out and shoot you. Yeah, it's weird. It's just, um, it's just, uh, I, 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 on one hand, I feel like I'm getting better at picking my battles, but on the other hand, I feel like I have less tolerance for some shit you know what i mean like i feel like well i've got the kids in the car a lot of the time now too so i don't want them to pick up yeah you know what i'm saying so if someone does something they they hear me sometimes because i'll be like ah, you know saying stuff under my breath and they're like what's wrong what's wrong um and i said oh that guy you know i explain it like right. i explain and what they've help? done this person well because i end up saying oh that person was just that guy was just a bit of a bloody silly duffer, you know, yeah. cause I can't swear, but in my mind, I'm in my mind, that means that guy's a stupid cunt. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I it's just so I don't swear in front of the kids, but it does. Yeah. It does sort of, you're very mindful. You keep, mm. I, I don't want to swear and yell and stuff in, in front of the kids. Do you still, you have know? you still been, have you been keeping up in any of that um, uh, meditation, the, the waking up course? Yeah, I, uh, the last few days, I don't, I haven't been listening to the meditation course because um, you have to pay a lot of money to Sam Harris for that. So I only went as far as I didn't have to pay because I'm a tight ass. Right. But then I found another one that I listened to, which is a really good sort of stress release, 15 minute sort of timeout one. Yeah. Um, and some of the ones that Sam's are, uh, are really good too. Like I still do go back to those ones sometimes, but I only just went back to this other one. Um, because I've been doing Sydney comedy festival. So every afternoon I just sit down and have a little 15 minute power, power meditate sort I, of thing. I'm way, way and that's been good off the boil. I haven't done it in ages. I really, really want to get back into it. But the last sort of session I remember doing with waking up was, I don't know if you got to this part where the idea of following a thought. So, uh, you know, when you're meditating, the idea is you're sort of not holding on to things. You're allowing them to come in. It's just sort of like you're just being aware of consciousness that you're having stimulation yeah. from physical, but also yeah, yeah. as thoughts come in. And then there was this technique, which is like if it's a persistent thought, and especially if it's one that makes you anxious or angry or upsetting, is just follow it. Just follow it down the rabbit hole and see where it's come from. Like just sort of see. And more often than not, what you find is it just evaporates. Like it's almost like 
It hasn't come from anywhere. So you might have an anxious thought about, say, finances or something like that. And then you go, okay, rather than just like, you know, you go, okay. And then you'll investigate, well, what, where did it come from? And then you realize it hasn't come from anywhere. It's just like, it's just like your brain just flashed up this kind of like, poof. and so the idea being that things that just appear in your consciousness, not everything has like a direct um, a cause or, or, or a direct uh, um, need that needs to be addressed. You know, you can worry about money or have an anxious thought or whatever, but it doesn't necessarily mean there's anything to worry about. It's just a state of consciousness. And I just found that really useful, you know, like when, when I'm having kind of like anxious thoughts or paranoid thoughts or, or worried or, or whatever, you know, just to kind of explore it rather than it's different to kind of getting circular on it and, you know, going over and over it. It's more like, yeah, you go down the chain. Okay. So I'm worried about this. Yeah. So where did that start? And it's really interesting when you catch yourself doing it, especially if, you know, lying in bed about to go to sleep, how often it comes from nothing. I think for me, a lot of it is just sort of hardwiring, you know, just years of anxiety or, you know, the things that have made me me, you know, I just get these little kind of, it's like echoes of, you know, uh, anxiousness gone past or stress gone past or, you know, muscle memory or something in it. But yeah. when I actually explore it, it's like, well, you know, actually things are pretty good. You know, I don't, I don't have a lot to, you know, knock on wood. I don't have a lot to be, to be worried about, but you know, somewhere. Deep there was one thing, I mean, with those sorts of things, I mean, I thought when you first had to meditate, you had to really focus, like mm. you had to look and try and see this third eye and you weren't <laughs> supposed to have any thought whatsoever. But now I've sort of explored it through different um, apps. They they allow for that. They're like, you know, you it's okay to have those. Uh, it, don't try and block those thoughts away. Allow them to come through. If you get distracted, they even say, if you get distracted from what I'm saying, it's okay. Yeah, they're like really friendly about it, you know. Yeah, um, like, which is asshole. which is great. You fucking you yeah. Hey, listen, fuckhead. I'm tr- I'm speaking to you. <laughs> fucking. Be zen. Yeah, Stop thinking about that other bullshit you down. did 10 years ago, fuck stick, and fucking calm down. Hard yeah. fuck up. Stop being such a pussy. But what so you, you need? About? Just like Nothing. Just a hard-ass meditation <laughs> tape that's like, hey, you, are you soft cock? <laughs> fucking chill out, bitch. Like that's <laughs> I will fucking drop you unless you if get some If you chill don't fucking settle, right I'm going to knock your block off. Yeah. That's <laughs> hard ass, hard ass meditate, power tate. That's what yeah. it's called. A fucking power tate. Oh my god! Yeah, it's like DDP yoga, power tate. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Instead of playing like like ambient music, it's just hardcore metal, just like thrash. yeah. Fucking calm down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that could be the first course. Fucking calm down. <laughs> it's called fucking calm down. <laughs> the other one's called settle down, cunt. And the other one's <laughs> but it's just the next one's called Ease up, D so- D D soft cockify. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Like I love it. We we, yeah. we we should release it on analog tape, just like old school cassette tapes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yes. That's a great idea. Uh, and get the no, same serious. guy that does that. If you want to do any advertising, you get that same guy that does the ad for, you've got a door, you've got a gym. Yeah, Do you exactly. remember that guy? Yeah. 
I was yeah. About, yeah, just That's a super you know. aggressive. We'll do a super aggressive infomercial for it and, and do it like. <laughs> do you remember in the the nineties, like they would do infomercials? They'd try and trick you into thinking you're actually watching a real talk show or it's a real whatever. There's one with oh, yeah, um, yeah. Danny Bonaducci, like a fake Donahue. Yeah, there, yeah. There was a fake like uh, David Letterman, but it was like the Danny Bonaducci show, and they had like a house band, and then the guy from Mega Memory would come out, and it would be like a half hour ad for Mega Memory tape. Oh yes, Mega Memory, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we we could do it, but it's for power tape and so we'll just like shoot yes. like a half hour and put it and i mean do people watch food it would have to put it online we have to put it online yeah. i mean there are a lot of, have you noticed how many fucking crazily bad weird ads are on youtube now like there's all these low budget homemade ads for companies and products that don't seem legit i mean maybe the algorithm is sending me all this shit but like i get a lot of strange like long form ads they're like Short films. You do have, but your algorithms are pretty screwed. Like when you were sh- telling me about your algorithms on your search um, on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Do you want to reveal what that is? Chicks. <laughs> Just all hot chicks. And no, you were like asking all, no, me, do you no. have all hot chicks in your search? It's not all Prime? hot chicks. And I was like, no. It's hot chicks and muscle-bound dudes and wrestlers. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like... I mean, I think it's, I don't and you find... were concerned, and you were asking me if I had the same thing, which I don't. Yeah. I've just got skaters, skateboarding, asked, and surfing videos. I asked Jem the same thing, and Jem's like, "No, she's like, I get sent fucking art, you know, pages and designers and directors, <laughs> and mine's all you just look like, all right. mine's Nerds. just like fucking Jersey Shore." And it's like, well, yeah. And I, I can. What I think I put it down to is, I do follow a few wrestlers on Instagram, and I do follow a few personal yeah. trainers on Instagram. So I think okay. maybe because I will, I oh, you know what it is. I will often save a workout I see on Instagram. Like a lot of personal trainers will like give you a demo on a workout they do and I'll save that. So that definitely yeah. would mean Okay. Yeah. I mean it doesn't explain the hot shit. <laughs> Although I guess it does kind of explain the hot shit, I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. But no, we I'd that would be great to do an infomercial about um for the power tape. Power Just tape. shredded dudes, shredded yeah. aggressive, roided up dudes. We should just it. sort of oh, who could we get come out of Stereo Sonic? What Australian? Like who's an Australian? I was going to say like Don Lane, but he's and he's no longer with us. But no, he's probably not really feeling like. Is Barry Crocker still alive? But do you ever have Is a that talk what you're talking? show? Yeah, but no, I think that we need to get an actual because the thing about the Danny Bonaducci fake talk show is Danny Bonaducci at that stage in the '90s he had a radio show and he did stand up, and so you could conceivably go, oh yeah, that makes sense, Danny Bonaducci. So who would be yeah. someone, I mean, Grant Denyer's too big, but who's like, a, I'm thinking like Greg Evans or Tony Barber. Oh, yes, Greg or, Evans. Is he still What like, about Steve Vizard? Was Steve Vizard too close? Mm, nah, I don't. Greg Evans would be great. Greg Where Evans is he? Good. Where know. did he go? Should I look what happened up? to Greg Evans? That's a good we point. need to find out. Is he still with us? Now, Greg he Evans. He did Perfect Match, perfect didn't match. he? Yeah, yeah. Hang on. Let me just, let me just go to Google. Greg Evans. Hosting his own show with Dexter the Robot. Oh my God, we get Dexter the Robot on the Dexter talk show. the Robot. That would be amazing. Have you still got the Tofop Robot as well? You could have Dexter and the Tofop Robot. Well, funny. Do you remember say that, that one? Yeah. Okay, Greg Evans. Whatever happened to that? Uh, Greg Evans is a radio presenter. He's currently based okay. in Melbourne. Uh, he's also a popular marriage celebrant, continuing his hosting the continuing on from the hosting of matchmaking television game show Perfect Match in the eighties. Okay, so he started off in radio. Uh, yeah, he was nominated three times for the Gold Logie Award. Oh, good for you. Five. He was uh-huh. the most popular radio DJ in Melbourne. Um, mm. He had a show with Dermot Brereton in the late nineties. In two thousand and five, he hosted uh, Drive on Three MP. 
and then 3AW from 2009, 2012. He was on 3SR FM. And then he moved to Mansfield to be closer to his mother. Oh, well, he seems like a good guy. And then we, and then we never heard from him again. Time for a comeback. Is that it? Time for a comeback. It just I ends reckon. there. It's time for a comeback. It's there's time. No, there's nothing after he of 2012. It doesn't look like. But the dude's got chops. I'm sure. If we, we need to reach out to Greg Evans. Greg Evans. So he hosts the show, and we get yep. like some house band. We get some metal band. What's that? That Aussie metal band that you love? Um, night. Uh, Oh, uh, Silent Night. We get Silent Night. Yeah, we Night get Silent Night the on. They're band. a Perth-based power metal band. Absolutely. Yep. Silent Night will be playing. They're the house yes. band. Yes. And you come on as the guest. You can be the host. Like you can be the you can be the face of, of Power Mate. Yes. And you should be dressed yes. exactly like you are power now because people power. What, tape. with my fingerless gloves yeah, on. Yeah, people can't see yeah. that Cam looks like he's just finished a burglary. <laughs> it's looked like he's come in from like Robin Houses to do this podcast. He's all in black, head to toe black, and he's wearing black fingerless gloves. <laughs> Literally, it's cold, man. I know it's cold. But... It's cold, but I needed to operate my computer to speak to you, so I put these. And you also need to be able to, you know, crack that safe. So I understand, like you need yeah. to get touch. Look, last look, twenty twenty was hard on all of us, and some of us had to find other means to get an income. And I learned how to become a cat burglar. Well, so, so... You, you are. Uh, tell me about that. Tell me about doing because uh, you're just finished up doing Sydney Comedy Festival, right? Yeah. Yeah, How's, yeah. How's it, it great. been doing shows again? Like uh, I've talked to other uh, comedian friends who did Melbourne, and they were saying that it was great, but there was it felt like people audiences are learning how to audience again. Oh yeah, oh, I feel like we've been audiencing a bit longer though up here, you know. So we've been okay, and it feels like everything's kind of normal. Although this weekend, um, because of COVID res- restrictions, it was the first time that I had to perform to people wearing masks. Oh um, wow! So that. That was kind of like to, when I first came out to that, to like, you know, a whole room just wearing masks. It was a bit weird, but it doesn't do anything. It doesn't stifle the laughs or anything like that. So it doesn't uh, change the, them, but it must change the acoustics though. Like you're not getting uh, not, not popular. No, I mean, sure. It would be like minimal, but there's only, there was a couple of times um, that I've done some gigs over the last week where everyone's been wearing masks. Like I jumped off stage and went into the crowd just yeah. to fart around a little bit and, um, and I could sense they were kind of, oh, yeah. there's a person in my personal space and he doesn't have a mask on, yeah. which I referenced. I was like, you all think I've got COVID and stuff. But um, you know what I've found, though? Um, it's It feels scarier, particularly at an event like the Sydney Comedy Festival out the front of Factory Theatre. It felt more, more sort of um, dangerous just everybody milling around trying to scan their, the, you know, the, mm, the code to, get to, to register for, for um, COVID, you know, and I was sitting there because everyone's like, oh, their armpits up and you're coming in from all different angles and people are coughing and they're not wearing masks at that point, mm. just trying to get registered, which I was like, fuck, we need, we need, I don't know, we need a registry for the registry, you know, <laughs> we need to break it up a little bit. <laughs> I was like, get out of my face. I just want to get in there and do my show. Uh, like it was com- intense. Uh, so, uh, comedians, as a rule, just staying away from COVID stuff. Um, do you mean, what, say that again? Like as in material about lockdowns and stuff. Do you think there's a, a general? No. I mean, when we first came out, so when, <clears throat> so I had like about 100 days off all up from live stuff mm. last year. And then I was doing a lot of Zoom gigs. And then um, I remember the first uh, run of gigs. I, I I went up to Newcastle because it was it was they were allowed to have people, 
And I went up there and I did say, do we want, I asked them, do you want to talk about this elephant in the room? Should we discuss COVID and lockdown or, or do you just want to have a laugh and forget about all this, this bloody nightmare? And they were like, forget about it. Just right. do, do your, do your rope, do your goal, do whatever. Um, I don't have now it's, You got me. <laughs> I don't have any. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I give you Listen, some bronze. Yeah, I'm just going to do some bronze. I'm feeling a little vulnerable here. I haven't gigged for 100 days. So <laughs> Here's some just uh, what's your name and what do you do? Let's go from there. <laughs> and um, we – but I've found now, like even with this show, I had to rewrite the whole back end of this show because I, I did perform it up at Brisbane Comedy Festival last year with the, you know, intent to go on to the other festivals. But now with all of that time and things that have transpired between now and then, that my, the whole back end of that show just felt completely irrelevant right. uh, and pointless. So I just went, you know what, I'm going to rewrite this whole thing. And I did. Wow. I spoke a lot about um, me thinking about trying to find a new job and what that could look like and other things. And so people didn't mind hearing your experience. And I spoke to people in the crowd about people who had lost their job and found new careers and, and that sort of stuff. So that was really interesting, actually. It is interesting, yeah. isn't it? Actually, I didn't really think of it like that, but you kind of have to address it. Like, I guess, you know, I mean, yeah. there's people making TV shows. They're wearing masks. Comedy They're wearing that. masks. You're like, yeah. And also, like, it's not over. Like, it's 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 really no. not over and it's we're going to have to keep adapting to it. And, like, there's a, a really great AFL documentary on Amazon Prime called Making Their Mark that was shot last year. And the most interesting thing about it is it's a real time capsule of, you know, the whole outbreak of the pandemic because they, and they do it almost like a horror movie. So it's like, you know, they're doing the documentary of all the footy clubs and then you have this sort of subplot of announcements that, you know, there was this outbreak in Italy and then, you know, this country's shutting its borders and it does feel like a movie. It feels, and if it's, and you're like, yeah. oh, I lived through this. And like, that was intense. Yeah. I think maybe it's a coping mechanism. We all just sort of like numbed up to it or we just you couldn't take in too much of it because it, it's it's pretty overwhelming but then with the distance of a year and then really artfully captured in this documentary you're like holy fucking shit this is a big deal <laughs> like i i mean it's I, a I, massive deal i don't mean to be uh, like you know stating the obvious but i think there is a, a an element of in australia especially just kind of um you know taking for granted like how how lucky we've been and especially in Melbourne, you know, like I have a lot of family in Melbourne and I only went down for the first time after lockdown in, in January and the whole town felt like I had PTSD, like going into yeah. shops and whether you wear a mask or not. And even with my own family, just like the awkwardness of personal interaction and a bit like, you know, you're saying with your audience, you know, can I come close to you and stuff? Thankfully, yeah. I, I was down last week as well, and it feels like it's improving a lot, and Melbourne's getting that old, you know, Melbourne vibe back. But it's, I think there is a coping mechanism where it's like, I can't take in all this, how serious this all is. You know, it's almost like climate change is a similar thing. It's like, you know, there's, there is so, the, the prognostications are so dire that I think if you really did sit on it, you'll probably just be like, what's the point? Let's just fucking yeah. shut the whole thing down. But also no one's no one can even remember what climate change is all about now because of this pandemic. Mm. You know, I think we've even I mean, do you remember the bushfires? Yeah. Do you remember those? Oh my god. Like it's just so much has taken place uh in the last twelve months. It's it's, it's harrowing. But I, I remember thinking um, with it's the- funny too, like that last year I was reading this article and it was really that when I read this article, it really hit home to me how much it'll affect everything. Last year they said um will be the year of the asterisk. Like it's the year where everything, like a sports almanac or any 
recorded piece of data this is the year where there will be an asterisk next to it because they didn't have a result they didn't have um a grand final or you know there wasn't a winner of a certain thing or this or that you know what i mean it's just the year of the asterisk yeah right yeah we're living through history that's what's happening i know it's the most exciting fucking thing that's ever happened to any of us charlie like it was almost kind of well it's still going this is the thing that i'm worried about though is that i think they're like i mean they're not gonna open up international borders you know open them up for another Till the end of what's it, twenty twenty two? That's what they're saying. It's twenty twenty. Like. Well, they did say they projected it to twenty twenty four as well. So they don't know. I mean, that's, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I'm married to someone whose entire family lives <laughs> in another country who have never met their granddaughter, and I know. you know that's crazy shit. Like it, it's sort of. I know, like, but you don't have to take a young child on a plane and annoy everybody. So it's a win win, mate. <laughs> it's a win win. Well, that, <laughs> you know what. I mean, selfishly, Cam. We're joking. Selfishly, (laughs) I have thought about that. Having seen people with toddlers on international flights, like long-haul flights, and been like, oh, fuck, man, how do you sleep on this, like, 14-hour flight, this 24-hour flight? But uh, I won't have to worry about that. They need to turn. You know how they've got the first class up the top and they got the bar? That's daycare. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea. They should just turn that into a daycare up there instead of first class. You know when they got the split level planes, or at least some of the planes. Like keep some first class. Have a crash for the rich, but yeah, have a crash or something on there. I would fucking pay for that. And you could have a fucking ball pit. You could put a ball pit in the middle of the plane. Yeah, I yeah, I reckon I would pay extra for that if they said. Like if we were flying, say, say it's like, you know, so Europe is what, $1,500, $2,000 a ticket in peak season. Right? It's an expensive mm. flight. If they said, yeah. all right, that's you and your wife uh, and your kid, we'll put an extra 1000 on for your kid. But if you pay an extra 1500 you don't have to see your kid for a 24-hour flight. There's daycare. There's that's nurse. amazing. I'd fucking pay it for sure. That almost sounds like the start of a thriller movie that Demi Moore might be in, you know, for $1,500, you won't see your kid for 24 hours. <laughs> Fly. Kids Demi Moore the- starring in 30,000 feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I'd be into that. I, I only started daycare and I'm, I fucking, it's amazing. It's so good. Her development has uh, increased. As I stated before, she's swear she says no, like a bogan. Um, but I think she took a long time to start walking. She, I think she was quite happy getting carried around and stuff. But of course she you, was. But then you put her in daycare and she's like, holy shit, I've got to learn how to stand my kids, up. No, but my kids still hassle me to carry carry them around all the time. Like really? I, I, I have to get constantly reminded to put them down and let them do it themselves. Man, daycare is so expensive though. Is yours? How's yours It's not as expensive as – because we looked into it in Sydney and it's not as expensive as Sydney. It's – Sydney's insane. In one year, we we worked out we spent like thirty thousand dollars on daycare. Yeah, and I was appalled because I used to joke about it. I used to say they're not teaching them anything in there. Like one of them still shits himself. Like (laughs) for thirty thousand dollars, for thirty thousand dollars, that's private school fees. They should be coming home speaking a little bit of bloody Mandarin. You know, just you really realise once you actually have daycare when you get so productive again. It's like this should be free. This is insane in a wealthy country, and it so disadvantages women. Like it's it's ridiculous. Like daycare at least should be more subsidised than it is. If it was more like Medicare, so you're getting what you know, sixty percent back or something like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. Did you okay? Where did you ever go to a daycare or a kindergarten? Oh, kindergarten. Or did your mum look after you? Kindergarten. I did kindy. But before that, you, it was just your mum, right? Yeah, yeah. Because I know my mum used to pay some lady down the road like five bucks Kapucha to look after face. me. There was no, 
She that woman made me <laughs> make Nikes, but still, kid, like it was five bucks been, a day. He's bugging the shit out of me. He's ten bucks. Just go and punch him right in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that your son? You never saw me. I won't see him. He's just been. He won't shut up. He's been at me all day. Just go out and punch him right in the mush. <laughs> in the mush. <laughs> An old lady. Yeah, it's crazy. Five bucks a day. Oh what? I don't remember. Well, I had older brothers and sisters, so that was kind of like you know that was daycare and stuff. But I remember my mum. I've seen Super Eight footage of her, for like family old home movies and. Starts off in the late 60s, early 60s, and she and dad are like, she looks like Jackie O, and dad looks like James Bond. They're both dressed up, and they've got little, he's got his MG convertible, and they look so cool. Yeah. She's smoking out of like a, you know, cigarette stem. And then it jumps forward like five years, and it's her in a kitchen, hair's cut short. She's got a baby on the yep. hip. She's stirring a pot. The camera pans down. There's my older sister, like dragging pots and pans out from under the cupboard. Goes up to the table. My two brothers there, like flinging cereal at each other. And the look That's on awesome. her face is like she was like 27 or something when she had four kids, and then wow, they she they kept going, and then at some point I think she's and and, and in the 60s too. My dad was all madman era. My dad was like, well, once you've fed the kids and got them to school, then I want you to come in and work for me, and then you finish at 3:30, go back and pick up the kids, take them home, get them ready, then I want my dinner when I get home. And she was like, all right, wow. I, guess, I guess that's how it is. And then after about five or six years, she's like the fuck is going on like we are not like you're a dentist you can afford to get me some fucking help and so dad being the tight ass that he was rather than just like hire like a cook to come in and do the breakfast or you know clean it help out or a nanny or whatever my auntie who was a nun uh worked with these like in a, a house for like troubled women and so would like they would rehabilitate these women and then you know find them jobs and so my dad would get them real cheap because, you know, they're coming from this like rehabilitation home. And so often these ladies had like total mental issues and stuff. And like, oh my God. Would, I remember one when I was like a, a kid telling me that like all men are evil, you know, all men are just evil. <laughs> men are dogs, all men are dogs. Like, you know, just secretly like, as like when everyone was out of the room and then mum would walk in, she'd be like staring at the bones again. Like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm three years old. Yeah, sure. All men are evil. That's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Man. Yeah. But she got help. I've never had that. It was fine. It was fine. He, he, he leveled up. I think he started actually hiring real help. But you can't – I mean, nine kids. I, I have one kid and I'm like, how the fuck did she do this? How the fuck do you wrangle that many children? I don't know. I guess they just sort of believe that the kids – like you said, the kids start helping out like, and they mm. just sort of become help. They become little mini, you know, Nannies. aides around the house. But I – I don't know, even with my two, even just having two makes me feel like I've got a million sometimes. It's the attention. Like I see you guys, like most of uh, our friends have at least two kids and like at the age they're all at, like I see you guys and it's like you have your left eye looking one way and your right eye looking the other way. You just turn at it, just like constantly scanning for danger and especially with boys too. Like the boys in our group of friends are so energetic and rambunctious. You're talking about... Like, yeah. you know, you're taking them to bed earlier. And I was like, it's almost like you're going to bed with two little chimpanzees, like super strong and energetic. And although these yeah. chimpanzees like can talk back as well. That's right. Yeah, it's crazy. I got covered in scratches. So I learned the hard way that I had to cut Oscar's um, fingernails the other day. We just started wrestling. Sometimes he likes to run around in my house and he goes, stay here, stay here. 
and then he'll run out and then when he runs back in his tops off and he's like hulk smash <laughs> and then i have to tear my shirt off and then i we just start coming Wrestling. at each other bare chested <laughs> like the hulk and we fight each other but then he just started clawing at me down oh. my chest and i like he made my <laughs> chest bleed i bleed and then got me on the shoulder it went you know when you're so deep with a cut charlie it goes white for ages and then slowly slowly fills with blood. He got that on me, just clawed in like a fucking, like a so tiger. And it was intense. Got my arms as well. It took all of like 10 seconds, just whack, 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 whack. And then I just went, hang on, hey, 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 hey. Like I've got a, we're going to the bathroom. I'm cutting your nails. I'm going to first get all my DNA from underneath there. His hands and he's like, He's scared of me. <laughs> like, I like you, power. you were not the Hulk. You were Wolverine. Mate. Sudden, Settle down. He realizes that he's the man of the house. He's like, make me some, <laughs> make me some Milo, bitch. <laughs> All right, son. Give me a shot of Milo. Yeah. And a steak, <laughs> rare, toots, bang. Yeah. It was intense. Really bad. But like, it's hard to, I remember when we, when you're at a park with them as well, like you can't get more than a sentence out with a friend that you haven't seen in perhaps months, mm. you know, cause you're head down, bum up trying to get on with it and you just get to, Oh, how are you, Charlie? Like, it's really good to see you. And then you turn around and they're gone. Yeah, right. like They've already run, uh, you know, a mile down and they're up a tree or something. And you know, it's madness. It's absolute. That's I was on a leash. Did I ever tell you that? No. My mum, my mum put me on a leash right. from, from, from the age of two, man. Um, because I was the same, like I would just, I would run off on her and, uh, wherever we went out, like if we went somewhere here, look, I've got this, I just found this. I'm going to show you the photo. There it is. It looks like we're on Mars. Can you see that? (laughs) We're in some desert somewhere. Can you You see it? On a leash. There you go. It's a little white. I'm on a leash there. It looks like we've gone to Mars for bloody. It looks like she's just purchased you at some baby market. (laughs) 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 Like some wet market. This bloody white leash, and it used to wrap around like a, it was like a harness thing that I wasn't aware of. They don't still. Can you see it? And then she, there you go. There's no way they'd still make those, would they? I don't know. I think what they do now is they sort of keep them. I've seen some, and I nearly got one. Um, They're like little furry backpacks. So it looks like you've got a bear on your back. And then. And then this like long tail comes out like a leash and you can hold on to them that way. Right. But yeah, my mum used to keep me on that leash because I'd just run off. One time when we first went to, um, uh, we visited Adelaide because we grew up in the, I grew up in the country and then we visited Adelaide and we were in this um, superstore, like Harris Scarves or something, I think it's called. And mum said, it, I was two, uh, I just disappeared. And I kind of vaguely remember this. I ended up getting transfixed by all the escalators and I wanted to see how far up all the escalators went up the building. <laughs> and I ended up going all the way up to the top of the oh, store man. and then found these offices where there were all these cubicles and then made my way into oh, a storage God. room where there were all these carpets stacked up in huge rolls. And I remember climbing up on these carpets and I was having a great time. Oh, your mum and then eventually came attack. back down. I think it had been gone for about an hour. Oh, your poor um, mum. And mum said, they were, as I was coming down the escalator, they were calling out my description over the loudspeaker of the Harris scarves. Small boy, <laughs> light sandy brown hair, blue eyes, wearing... Oh his leash has been chewed, chewed through. <laughs> yeah. How did you get out? Yeah, how did you get away from it? Or you're not on the leash? I don't know. Point? I have no idea, man. Yeah, chewed through the leash. I don't know. I just 
mum's mum turned her back for a second and then she said I was gone. And yeah. That was it. I mean, I think if, yeah, you, man. if you had a kid like that, then I know it's it's completely dehumanizing, but it's like, yeah, but I don't want him running off and hiding in a, like a carpet factory. <laughs> <laughs> but they said I had come down. I had the biggest smile on my face. I bet you. Like did. I just had the greatest day. I just had the most amazing time unaware of this chaos that I just created. Well, that's, I mean, yeah. you know, it's funny. We started talking about kids and, and we might as well finish talking about kids, but that, that's, it's, that's something I'm having to remind myself a lot. Like there are points where I was saying to a, a mate who's staying with me at the moment, like I've had moments of like real frustration and anger, you know, generally, not when I, generally when I, it's all about control and ego. It's like, you know, you know, she, won't go to sleep or, you know, she's trying to trick me. She's saying she's hungry, but she's not. And you get really frustrated. And I really have to kind of like just check myself and go, this is never going to happen again. You know, this period of time yeah. and the behavior that she's having yes. in is going to be really short. And it's not to say that she's going to be great for now. And there's going to be more challenges, different challenges, but this particular mode of behavior is really fleeting. And do you really want to spend your time fucking complaining that your toddler yes. won't go to sleep when that's fucking what toddlers do or do yeah, you want yeah. to just fucking soak up the experience and actually, you know, so at the moment she's having trouble. She was quite a good independent sleeper, but she's having trouble. And so at least one of us will normally have to go through and jump into bed with her and calm her down. And nor the intention is to come back to bed, but we always end up sort of sleeping on, on that mattress. And there's been some nights where it's like, oh my God, this is like the third time I've had to get up. And you're tired, but then I get into bed with her and I'm like, I'm lying in bed with my child. Like I made this. This came from my balls. Like this is balls a miracle. Came from my ball bag. This is a yes. miracle. This is a miracle thing. And you know, she's not and there's gonna be a point in which she fucking doesn't want anything to do with me. Like I know that's coming. And so it's like I'm gonna maximize the time when she can't get away from me. And it's 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 it is it's just a little way I can check in with myself and say, look, I know it's gonna get fucking hard and frustrating and and stuff, but you know, this shit isn't going to last forever. And so just- It's you know, not. Enjoy but listen, man, if she, isn't, if she isn't settling for a you know, if you are having trouble with settling it with her, um, do you know what she needs? Whiskey. A power tate. <laughs> We've got power tate for big kids, little kids, and shitty little toddlers. We read a nursery rhymes. Go the fuck to sleep. <laughs> Go to sleep, you little shit. Yeah. Exit light. <laughs> and fuck, maybe that's what Take I was going to do. Yes. little baby, don't see a word. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Cam, thank you so much for fucking sticking around so late to talk to me. This is great. Let's get you back on again. Um, do you have oh, any mate. shows coming up that you need to plug? Oh, I've got uh, – so I've just finished Sydney Comedy Festival. So the, uh, the next time I'll be doing this full hour is actually up in Newcastle on the 11th of June. So, and then after that, I don't know, I might do an encore performance of this uh, down in Sydney, but I, I don't know when that's locked away just yet. Oh, sweet. Yeah. If we're in Newcastle, definitely. But I'll gig everywhere. There. I'll be all over the place. I'm gigging everywhere still. And where, yeah. I, where, and where can people find you online on Twitter and Instagram and all that kind of stuff? Uh, Instagram's I am Cam Knight. Um, and I'm not on Twitter. I got off. It just uh -huh. made me feel... It made me feel ill, Charlie. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and so I deleted my account and I feel so much better for it. Thank you very much. Um, but I am on Facebook. It's um, Cam Knight Comedy. I've got a website, www.camknight.com.au if you want to go back to the 90s. But yeah, go for it. Yeah, and check it out. And uh, you get all your dates there. And I don't have to <laughs> sign off for this. So I'll just say, see you, Cam.
Sit. Palatite. Palatite.